Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Um, you probably, if you're watching this on YouTube, notice that something's different. Typically, I record these vlogs slash podcasts in my studio at home. Um, on today's episode, though, I actually decided to shake it up a little bit. I am in the middle of Hoosier National Forest. I'm actually going to be camping here tonight. And I just figured I would do uh, today's episode from here. So, again, if you're watching on YouTube, um, get a little bit of visual treat. It's a little bit different than normal. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, appreciate that too. I will do my best to be as descriptive as possible on the podcast so you know what's going on. Um, but so the topic of today's podcast slash vlog, um, I wanted to talk about this hot button topic that you may or may not have heard of. Um, if you're on YouTube quite a bit, you've definitely heard of it. Um, there are a ton of videos for it. I get a ton, especially since I am typically searching for things related to overlanding. Um, but this term van life. So from the research that I've done, um, the whole idea of van life is actually really intriguing to me. So basically what it is, is it is when you commit yourself to basically living out of a van, which sounds kind of funny and, and sort of like a Chris Farley joke living in a van down by the river, but there are a ton of people that are actually doing it and making a career out of it. And they're doing, you know, uh, graphic design or, you know, things like that where you don't need a physical office and you can actually live out of your vehicle and travel the country, um, while you work and get paid. So again, on today's episode, I just wanted to kind of talk through that. So if you want to learn more about van life and kind of my, I'm going to talk not only about van life, but how it's similar and could possibly be utilized in overlanding. Um, so again, if you want to hear more about that, stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. So on today's episode, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about van life and kind of how that's similar to and or relates to overlanding. Um, so there's a few different topics that I want to kind of cover. Um, one of them is just the logistics of van life and some things that you need to think about. Um, I'll also put some links down below to other videos that I've watched that really got me interested in this whole van life thing and has actually kind of influenced me as far as now I'm going to be building a permanent drawer system in my truck. Um, not to live out of it, but so then when I do go overlanding, I'm more prepared. I've got a better system um, in place to make sure that I've got everything. I'll tell you a funny story here in a little bit about this specific trip and some things I forgot. Um, so that's the first thing is logistics of van life. The set, second topic that we're going to be talking about is, you know, do you do it full-time or part-time and kind of what are the benefits of full-time benefits of part-time and then the you know the cons of full-time and the cons of part-time so that's the second thing and then the third thing that we're going to talk about is going to be the um the way that this relates to overlanding and again kind of how that's influenced me how the whole van life trend has influenced me as an overlander um 
So yeah, so those are the three things we're going to talk about on today's episode. So let's dive straight into the first one. Um, as far as van life and the logistics of it. So if you watch some of these other videos, you'll see these people are literally living off the grid. So everything from they have a water system, they have a sink for washing dishes with, you know, the ability to cycle clean water up and then have it go down into a bin that they can then, you know, dump out later and then go to like a KOA or something like that to camp for the night, fill back up the water when they run down. Um, they've got solar panels on the roof, so they're running 100%, you know, self-sufficiently. They've got storage, like batteries that are, that are being used to power things. Um, some of those sort of power generators, like I've talked about before, like a Jackery, 240 or uh, you know a Yeti Goal Zero 400 watt battery, those type of things are running their systems and then being recharged by solar or worst case being recharged at like a KOA or a campsite things like that. Um, so when you think about logistics, I mean you know you have to think about everything. You have to have internet if you're working, right? If you're working doing something digitally, something where you have to send emails, receive emails. Um, a lot of these people seem to have shops things like that where they're actually like selling merchandise online um, maybe about van life or just something that they've designed may not be related to van life um, but so you have to have internet you have to have water you have to be able to get food you have to be able to get paid so you have to have some sort of digital electronic banking where people can direct deposit money into your account and then you can use it on your debit card or credit card um, so you have to think about all that um, obviously if you're actually living in your van you have to have a comfortable place to sleep it can't just be like a cot it has to be like a full bed platform um, you have to really think through how you're going to lay out the inside of the vehicle because unlike with like camping or overlanding um, the difference is you're living in it full time so you have to literally take everything with you it can't just be a you know well I have a bed in there and I have a spot for my laptop right like you have to think through everything how are you going to plummet how are you going to have lights going um if you're super into like urban stealth camping <coughs> or urban stealth fan life which are some of the videos that i've watched recently that are really interesting to me where they're literally like parking in downtown manhattan in their van but they have like blackout things on their windows so you can't see in <coughs> and it just looks like it's a vehicle parked there but they're inside and they're working um so you have to think about you know where are you going to be camping you have to think about um how much you're going to be traveling you also so there is a there is a thing too where you know in overlanding and i've said it a lot before too it doesn't really matter what kind of vehicle you have you could have you know a toyota prius and you could go overlanding you can have a nissan xterra and go overlanding um, but with van life it actually does make a difference right because it's going to be your home as well so if you have a family if there's more than one of you you have to have room for everyone to get in there so you may need a bigger vehicle like a full-size van or something like that um, if you're a single person and you're just working and your goal is just to drive and travel as much as possible, then you're going to want something that's big enough for you, but also that gets good enough gas mileage to make it uh, a, a vehicle that you could take all the way across the U.S., right? So if you had a big full-size van, you're getting 15 to 18 miles to the gallon or something like that. It's going to cost you a lot more money to make that trip than it would in like a smaller, like the little Nissan NV1500s or whatever, like the little tiny vans. Um, or the little Ford vans, they've all got them. Um, sprinter type vans are a little bit smaller. I'd say they're more mid-sized to large. Um, but you know, you have to think about all that stuff. You get one that's got a four-cylinder and gets 25 miles a gallon, or one that's you know a full-size with a V8 that gets 15 miles to the gallon. Um, so there's a lot of logistics and planning that goes into it, which is part of why I'm so interested in it because that's half the fun of overlanding for me is sitting down, coming up with a plan, thinking through everything that I need for a specific trip, and then packing it right. Um, so with this, 
you're kind of you're planning it and then you're on your own you're out there in the world i mean you can always buy new stuff and you can replan it but it's going to cost you a lot more money if you have to redesign your whole interior um that sort of stuff too so logistics is definitely important definitely something that you've got to think about um when you're talking about van life um but not just the logistics of you know vehicle selection not just the logistics of what utilities do you need to have there's also logistics of so again depending on your your family situation are you a single person if you're a single person the logistics make a lot more sense and it's a lot easier for you just to pack up and and live in a van and go drive around the country Um, if you have a family that's a whole other commitment if you have a steady job that is located in a specific location then you've got to think like do i have the flexibility to be able to go remote go mobile um, and work from somewhere else What are the challenges that are going to pop up in doing that? So even if you do have that flexibility, wherever you go, like right now, I have reception a little bit, but I don't know that I could piggyback off of it on my laptop and actually do work from where I am. Um, So you have to think about all those things. Like you still have to be able to do your job. Um, You have to have the right vehicle. You have to have the right layout in the vehicle to make it make sense. Um, You know, uh, the last podcast episode, we talked about power that's a huge consideration because you know unlike when you just go camping maybe for a weekend you have to recharge your phone a couple times you maybe recharge a laptop if you bring one um you're talking about full-time living out of that van or that vehicle so are you going to run it all the time let the alternator charge the battery and then run all your stuff off of it are you going to get a fridge freezer because it's literally your house if so then you have to have a deep cycle or a dual battery setup there's a lot of things that go into it so logistically it's actually kind of a nightmare to do van life unless you do a lot of research and a lot of pre-planning. So again, I'm going to post some links down below to some of my favorite van life videos that I've watched that have kind of gotten me hooked on this whole whole idea. Um, But so that was kind of a rant about all the different things um, related to van life. But again, there's there's probably 10 times that amount of stuff that you have to think about to really go into van life. But these are kind of the big things that I've seen in the videos that I've watched so far. (coughs) So hopefully that kind of opens up the doorway to that topic for you. Um, so let's move on to the next topic. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So, you know, full-time versus part-time. Full-time is a huge commitment. Financially, you're going to have to spend a bunch of money to outfit your vehicle. I mean, you can go on the cheaper side, but again, you have to live out of it. Um, So if you think of it as, you know, I'm no longer paying rent or I'm no longer um, paying utilities, things like that, I'm going to be solely sufficient on my vehicle. That may make a little more sense to upfront pay some more money to build the thing and then ride it out for you know three to five years hopefully without having to spend a bunch of money to maintain anything on the vehicle um if you're talking about part-time you know i personally have a job that's fairly flexible and i can work remotely which is really nice and i have thought about i haven't done it but i have thought about um you know maybe driving down here one weeknight and staying in Hoosier National Forest, camping down here, and then the next day using the cell phone reception from my phone and piggybacking my laptop off of it so that I can just do work, sit in the tent, sit in the cot, sit in my chair out here, and just do my job from the woods. Um, 
So, you know, part-time is obviously a lot easier because then, you know, if you just have a vehicle that's outfitted to be able to take you on those trips, take you on those journeys, but for, you know, one to five days at a time um, and your job's flexible enough, then part-time might make sense for you. If, you know, you're a creative, if you're someone that does all online work, if you're a freelancer or you do consulting type stuff where you're virtual, um, then absolutely, it seems like, you know, the van life may be the one for you because you're, you know, you're not paying rent, you're not paying utilities, um, you're not tied down to one specific location. So just the beauty of being able to travel. And again, if you're like a photographer or you're some sort of like graphic designer, um, just to be able to go to, you know, out west and, and take some pictures and videos of, you know, like the Grand Canyon or things like that, and then take those back and turn them into artwork, things like that. Um, you could definitely do that. So, you know, if you have the right type of job, if you have that flexibility, then full-time may make sense for you. Um, but it's definitely something to consider. So again, I'm going to post some links up below to other videos that I found about it. Um, so you guys can check those out as well. Um, but so then that's kind of the full-time versus part-time section. So let's move on to the third part. So the third part is how does this tie into overlanding and you know, what is kind of, in my opinion, the overlanding version, if you will, of van life, right? So um, I've been overlanding for about four years now. I've been all over. I've been to Wisconsin. I've been to West Virginia real, real really recently. Um, I've been up to Wisconsin. I think I already said that. I've been down to Kentucky, and I really want to go down um, and run the Kentucky Adventure Trail. I've heard that there's actually some decent stuff in the southern part of Ohio, too, so I kind of want to make it over there. Um, in the near future. So, um, you know, I want to go on to all these places, right? Um, but again, for a trip that long, so if you're talking a trip of a week to two weeks, um, it's essentially very similar to van life, right? Where you have to have every single thing that you're going to need in the vehicle. Um, and or you may be able to stop and buy some stuff, but that's not ideal. You know, if you're trying to travel cross country and then, you know, you don't know where you are. You don't know what to expect. You don't know if you're going to get somewhere and you're going to drive for 50 miles before you see an exit. Um, you know, you really need to think ahead and pack and basically view it like you're going to be living out of your vehicle because you really are for like a week to two weeks at a time if you're going on a longer trip. Um, so, again, I watch these van life videos and, and they get me all excited to, you know, more efficiently kit out my truck. And I'll give you a funny example and a reason why I feel like I definitely need to do this sooner than later. Um, so on this specific trip, I found out last night that my boys were going to be having a sleepover at a friend's house tonight. So my wife was like, they're not going to be here. If you want to go camping, tomorrow's the night. You need to go tomorrow. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go. Um, so this morning I woke up and I packed really quickly and I threw everything in the truck. I tried to just keep it as light as I could. I didn't even bring a table or anything. I didn't even set up my awning. I literally threw up my tent and my cot, my cooler, my chair, and I'm going to start a fire and that's it. That's all. I brought a chainsaw too to cut up some logs and stuff like that. Um, but so in my haste to get out of town, the funny part here is I actually brought my double burner stove and I brought some chili in cans. And I'm going to try out my new P51 uh, can opener, which I did just did a review of. I'll put a, a tag up here that you can go watch that if you're interested. Um, but so I brought the P51 can opener. I've got my canned goods. I've got my double burner grill. But I forgot the regulator, the little thing that you use to attach the propane. I've got propane, too. I forgot the regulator, so it's useless. I can't even use my grill because I don't have that regulator. Um, also, 
an important piece of this puzzle would be, you know, pots, my cooking set. Um, that would be something you would need to cook this chili. I forgot that too. So the reason I bring that up is this whole idea of like overlanding as van life, right? My, the more that I've been influenced by this and the more that I've thought about it and the more I've gotten into overlanding and I want to do it more and more and more, you know, 10, 15, 20 trips a year instead of four to eight, um, the more I've started to really think about the logistics of my truck and, and how much stuff I can fit in there and what I need to have in there at any given time to go somewhere. Um, so where I'm going with this is I actually have a friend who's like a professional grade woodworker and he's, uh, he's offered, thankfully, to help me build a drawer system for the back of the truck. The benefit of that is I'm going to really sit down and I'm going to take a lot of time to plan out what are the things that can stay in the truck permanently, which is going to free up space in my house, which is nice, like the chainsaw can stay in there permanently. Uh, the double burner grill with the regulator attached so I don't forget it, and some propane tanks can stay in the truck all the time. I've got these big black Plano crates that I use to store stuff in the truck. I'm going to make spots for two of those, and then I'm going to have a slide-out drawer that's going to have a spot for a cooler and my water jug on top of it, and then a drawer that slides out of that that's going to have the double burner stove on it. Um, I also just purchased... Um, a 100 watt Renogy solar panel which I'm going to mount on the hood of the truck and I'm going to use that to charge my power generator, my 280 watt uh, power generator. I'll put a little tag up here for you to, if you want to watch about that the power episode. Um, but that thing is basically like a little battery lithium battery pack that can recharge a lot of stuff, run a lot of stuff. So I'm going to I plan to put that battery pack in the back of the truck have it wired up to the solar panel so that it's constantly just trickle charging and keeping it topped off. And then I'm going to use that to run my radios. I'm going to use it to keep my uh, batteries for the chainsaw charged. I'm going to use it to recharge my phone, my cameras, my laptop, all that stuff. But I'm going to have it all centered on the back of the truck. It's all going to be built into custom spots in that drawer system. Um, so again, that's kind of, in my opinion, that's sort of like the overlanding version of van life where Again, I'm not going to be a full-time person. I'm going to be more of a part-time, but I would love to just, like, it be a Thursday and me be at work and call the wife and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to head down to Hoosier National Forest tonight and camp and then work from there tomorrow and then spend the weekend down there. And then, like, my folks live down here near Hoosier National Forest, so I could run over and see them. You know, just, like, to be that flexible and to have that ability to have everything in the truck and just ready to go, um, it seems like a huge benefit and just seems like something that... Um, you know, would really be great for encouraging, you know, frequent and spontaneous travel. So again, one, I think that the, kind of to wrap this whole thing up, I think that the van life videos are just interesting, me personally. Um, so I would recommend them, check them out, go and look and see, um, learn more about van life. Um, because these people are geniuses, you know, like they're just, they're creating really cool stuff. Um, really neat things that, you know, that you would, you would never have thought of if you hadn't watched their videos. And, uh, I just think it's really interesting what they're doing, and I think that a lot of it can be applied to overlanding, too. We can take some of that stuff, and we can use it in our own rigs. We can use it in our own layouts and setups. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that stuff out. Again, I'm going to have more content coming soon as I build out this drawer system. I'm going to you know, document that whole thing and kind of show you guys how that's going and sort of the plans and, and then the execution of it. Um, so there will be more coming on that in the near future. Um, so... Yeah, so I hope that was helpful. Um, again, if you're not already hooked on van life stuff, go look up van life on YouTube. Check it out because you're going to hear some cool stuff and see some cool stuff, and it's going to hook you, I promise. Um, 
So that's it for this episode. Again, recording live from Hoosier National Forest. So I hope you guys enjoyed the, the change of scenery. Um, thanks so much for stopping by. If you haven't already, please click the subscribe button. You know, I put out weekly videos, podcasts, slash vlogs. Also, I put out a second weekly video um, called Three Minute Thursdays, which is just sort of a gear review. And then intermittently, I'll put out other things like I'm working on a trip video right now from my West Virginia trip to kind of show you guys some of the river crossings that we did, the places that we stayed, and, and kind of give you a review and some good information about some spots in West Virginia that you could check out on a trip. Um, and uh, I'm also on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Patreon now. I just started that, so it's brand new. But um, the cool thing about that is it just kind of gives us a spot to, you know, talk directly and engage um, it also gives you an opportunity for a low, low amount of money to like essentially sponsor the content that I'm making and then get some influence over what's going to be coming out in the future. Um, and you get some specific swag for each level that you that you subscribe to, too. So, um, you know, definitely check that out. There's a link down in the description below. Um, but any of you guys that do that, I really appreciate it. Don't feel obligated at all. Um, again, I do this for fun. I, I hope to someday this for to evolve into something that can be, you know, self-sustaining and maybe then I can live the van life. So again, thanks so much for stopping by. Like I always say, get out there, live, learn, discover, go explore. Um, thanks for watching and, uh, see you next time.